At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, It becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I have the opportunity of introducing Jackie Lappin to the show today. Jackie is an expert in helping leaders, authors, coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs connect with their next followers around the globe. An expert at aiding them to get booked, she provides strategies guidance, and direct leads through her speakertunity programs, tip sheets, and regional directories that get changemakers booked for speaking engagements, radio shows, podcasts, TEDx events, and virtual networking across North America. Speakertunity also offers a speaker one sheet graphic design service, booking systems, and training to fill up your speaking calendar. It is the ultimate speaker's toolbox. Her internationally acclaimed conscious media relations radio podcast tours have helped nearly 200 luminaries, leaders, filmmakers, and authors grow their businesses, sell more books, create viewership, and change more lives by introducing them to up to 9,000 radio shows and podcasts, including such clients as Don Miguel Ruiz, James Twyman, Denise Lynn, Ariel Ford, Hay House, and more. A pioneering spirit who has succeeded at the highest levels of multiple careers, Jackie was one of the nation's first women sports writers for the Detroit Free Press, the Los Angeles Times, and Washington Post. She then became a nationally recognized media relations expert with a world-class client list for more than 35 years. The publicity that Jackie generated has sold millions of dollars worth of products and services and launched multi-million dollar companies. Among her clients have been the World Poker Tour, Toyota, Upper Deck, the Golf Channel, the LA Marathon, Disney, Seagram's, Mazda, Avon, Showtime, PetSmart, and more. Jackie is the author of two international best-selling award-winning books, The Art of Conscious Creation, How You Can Transform the World, and Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires. Practical Conscious Creation was named the best spiritual book of the year 
at the International New Age Trade Show in 2013. You can find out more information about Jackie at her three websites, www.speakertunity.com, www.consciousmediarelations.com, and www.jackielappin.com. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I bring Jackie Lappin on the show as our special guests to discuss her background and to talk about speakertunity as well as her amazing books that she's authored in the area of a new age movement. And I'm very excited about having Jackie on the show to share her insight with our guests. Welcome to the show, Jackie. I'm delighted to be here, Jason. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. And just for full disclosure to our audience, I've had the benefit of being acquainted with conscious media relations for about two or three years through my podcast. And what I, I want to say on the side is you guys have amazing speakers and people who come on as special guests. Some of them have been on my show, multiple, multiple people from your, you know, your, your company. And I appreciate that. I, I want to ask you about your personal journey, because that's always something that intri- intrigues me. How did you start in this area and what motivated you to pursue spirituality and I'd say the law of attraction and, and higher consciousness and those kind of things as your, as your forte? Well, I, I, I say the people that we serve are those people who improve one's life, one's business or the planet. And that could be in any different way. You know, it could be spirituality, personal growth, et cetera. But how I started was you have to go back to the point when I was 11 years old, or maybe it was when I was four. When my what, my dad got cancer when I was four years old and um, he struggled um, financially. Fortunately, he survived. Um, but we were financially really wiped out. So he wanted to move the family to another area. And he moved us to a place that I was considered an outsider. And you know what what happens when you're a kid and you're an outsider, nobody wants to play with you. So I was all alone during my childhood and really uh, spent a lot of time, you know, inside myself and my world. Um, But the things that I loved were the Los Angeles Dodgers and writing. And so at 11 years old, I said, you know what, I'm going to put my two favorite things together and I'm going to be a sports writer. Now, Jason, there were no women sports writers in my era. There were none. And, um, but for me, I had a vision. I mean, it was the first time that I was really consciously creating. And so I saw this, I knew this was what I was going to do. I started to read the LA times and at 20, I was at the Detroit free press at 21. I was at the associated press and on the front page of the Los Angeles times and 22, I was at the Washington post. And actually night I was there the night Nixon resigned. And um, and so from there, I went on to have one of the largest sports special events in cable TV PR agencies in America. And um, and I've always had a curiosity and an interest in the esoteric arts. Astrological chart is really different and points to everything that I've done in my life. And I had a psychic that was always sort of floating around in my life. And now I have dozens of them. <laughs> um, but um, at the time, um, and, and I, you know, I built this big agency. I, be- I started what became one of the two largest sports special events in cable PR agencies in America. You would know my client list. It was things like Toyota Motorsports and the Golf Channel and Showtime and Top Rank Boxing and, uh, you know, the the World Poker Tour. The last thing I did was launch the World Poker Tour uh, and the whole poker phenomenon. Um, and so, you know, I played in a big sandbox for a long, long time. And then I wrote my two 
books. Um, and I was really, I have to say it was, I was called to it. Um, I had started to read a lot of the leading spiritual lights in the world, you know, your Wayne Dyer's, your new Louise Hayes and, um, you know, and, and Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I mean, you, all of the great luminaries. And I saw, and this was before The Secret came out, I saw this thread that people weren't talking about, that it was clear to me that, that our thoughts and our emotions really impact our, our future and how we, how we vibrate is how we live. So I sat down to write a book called The Art of Conscious Creation, How You Can Transform the World. And um, it did really well. Um, and it came out right about the time The Secret did. And I had endorsements from Joe Vitale and, uh, and Mark Victor Hansen. And by the time I wrote the second book, which had an endorsement from Marie Diamond, who was in The Secret, and Peggy McCall, um, that book uh, was the best spiritual book of the year at the International New Age Trade Show. And when I wrote that book, and I finally realized that the PR, the PR biz had changed entirely. The media was getting smaller. It was harder to get things. It was going to social media. It wasn't where I wanted to play. But I really wanted to serve the people of the world who were making it a better place. They were like me. I had an affinity for them. I cared about them. And so that's when I shifted and I rebranded the agency to Conscious Media Relations. And so for the last 12 years, we've been doing, as you know, radio podcast tours. We introduce authors and leaders to 9,000 radio shows and podcasts at the same time. I'm sorry to tell you, you are one of 9,000. And, <laughs> um, and we guarantee a minimum of 30 interviews. And so that's where I really found my home. That was where I was really... You know, we've done this for 200 people at this point, and that to me is joyous. We love doing that work. And then, um, so then, and of course, one of the nice things about it is, a th I would say a third of our client base are people who with intuitive skills, something along the line, you know, that that is extrasensory beyond, you know, what uh, the tradition is. And, and that could be just healing, some aspect of healing. And it might be, you know, could they created a new form or they're, they've risen to the leading leadership in a particular form of healing, whatever it might be. Or they're using their gifts in business or whatever it might be. So about five years ago, some of them kept saying to me, well, can you book me on speaking engagements? Can you book me on speaking engagements? I said, no. But I heard it enough time that I slapped myself upside the head and said, the universe is trying to tell you something. You aren't listening. And I realized that it wasn't that I wanted to book them, but I knew where all these opportunities were. Why don't I just tell them? And so that's how Speakertunity was born. And Speakertunity is a speaker and leader resource company. And what we do is provide leaders and of all stripes, not just in the intuitive gifts, anybody in, you know, in business and entrepreneurs, coaches, whatever, with places where they can book themselves. Now, that includes virtual and live speaking events and radio shows and podcasts, business podcasts, TEDx's, um, virtual summits. Uh, virtual giveaways, I mean, uh, uh, online giveaways, looking for partners, just about any place that you can present yourself, with, you know, gain your visibility so you can get in front of your ideal client. Our client base is anybody that needs to get in front of an audience to grow a business. And so now we don't give you the mega conferences, not at this time, but what we do give you are meetings, venues, and associations that are hungry and always looking for speakers. Yeah. And for example, we've identified in, in 60 different markets, we have identified up to 2000 speaker leads in their own markets 
in four categories, business subdivided into 55 industries, ethnicities, and gender. Um, so you just want women's meetings or real estate people or entrepreneurs or um, teachers, you know, we have it all. Um, and then we the service groups, you know, your rotaries and your optimists, and then all the places you talk to the consumer directly, whether that's moms groups or health and wellness support groups or seniors or parenting or military or LGBT or, you know, anything, uh, uh, you know, any other special interest groups, books, sports, libraries and hospitals. And then lastly, spiritual unity, centers for spiritual living, faith, faith groups and consciousness groups, because if you're a speaker. You want to cover, and you have something that can cover any one of those areas. Um, you really want to dive into that marketplace and really get yourself known. Now, in this world today, that could be virtual stages. It could be coming back to live stages. But we want to just make sure that you know who to contact and how to contact them and what their phone number and what their email is so that we save you all the time to find it yourself. That's it. That's us. We're making life easier for speakers and leaders. We now give them the tools and the training for it as well. Like, for example, if you want your speaker one sheet or your podcast introductory sheet, we will design those for you. If you want training programs on how to get booked, we got that too. So we're just trying to make your life easier. You make my life easier because as a podcast host, I get pitches from you guys and I have these amazing guests that are prepackaged. It makes it such an amazing thing for me in the sense that I can find some of these guests on my show that you already have vetted and put everything together for someone like myself. So I, I can tell you from the receiving end of what you do, it's greatly appreciated. And the professional value of your product is highly regarded by me. And I know other guests, other other hosts as well. It's interesting because when I started my show a couple of years ago, I never imagined I'd be working with someone like yourself to put out content and digital content and programming, but it, it works really well. We work well with you know, um, having that opportunity. In terms of your situation, what do you consider the greatest challenge you've had with all these accomplishments? And I consider you a trailblazer because you are. Are you comfortable with the term trailblazer for yourself? Oh, yeah. Now, I've, I've called myself a pioneer um, throughout most of my life. Well, because, you know, when I was one of the first women sports writers in the country, I made national television and I was on the front pages of the L.A. Times. And, you know, I was known by every sports editor in America. And because, I, you know, I wasn't the first, but I was among that very first wave. And, you know, a lot of times people assume that you're not going to be any good um, because you're a woman. And so needless to say, I, you know, I shot everybody's expectations way out of the water. Uh, and especially, you know, when I went to start my PR agency, all of the other agencies that specialized in sports were run by men. And they saw me coming and they just discounted me right away. And of course, then I became their one of their top competitors. And it was exciting because, we, you know, we were really playing in, you know, in a big ballpark. What do you think about the interplay between your background with sports and your current focus? Do you see that something that you still work with athletes or have you intertwined it at all in terms no, of no no not really the consistent thing that has been all across my career has writing has been the core of what I've do, done whether that's writing about sports figures writing proposals pitch letters media kits you know scripts you know speaker sheets whatever it is um, books it's all been writing. That's the base in my life. Now, sports, you know, I, I, it doesn't have a big place in my life any longer. I got you. Um, it was like a starting point. But, it, you know, it, it, did, it did get me started. I still get a little thrill when I see the Dodgers win the World Series. I mean, <laughs> you know, I can't not. Um, but, uh, and, and, and by the way, I co-hosted Dodger Dugout in, in my senior year of college. 
And so I still have a great fondness for sitting in the ballpark on a Sunday afternoon. But, um, uh, you know, for, but for me, uh, my joy today is being a messenger, Me- you know, being I, th- I consider myself a, a divine messenger because I'm not only delivering the message that I was being d- gifted to give, which is practical conscious creation, but I'm gifted. I'm, I'm being here to be a conduit for other messengers so that all together as a unit, we improve the world. That's it. That's really my mission. I'm here to make people's lives better, make the world a better place through whatever um, divine direction I'm given. I know we talked a little before we started recording about consciousness and manifestation. And I wanted to add, because I know you're, you're, you're well-versed in this yourself. If someone in our audience was for the first time trying to apply concepts that you're very comfortable with, with consciousness and creation, what would you suggest to someone in our audience if they have a hard time trying to understand what manifestation is about or the law of attraction? How would you guide them to start with? Well, it's all about frequency. And our frequency is determined by the thoughts and the emotions that we put that we put out into the world. If the lower frequencies are anger, frustration, disappointment, uh, blame, um, you know, all of those kinds of things, those are dense frequencies. Um, that are uh, that don't elevate you. And when you are in higher frequencies of love and tolerance and, and you know acceptance and faith in the universe is, is supporting you and um, kindness and um, uh, uh, sharing and you know willingness to share your gifts. When you're in those spaces, in those higher spaces, and taking taking choosing to choosing to be in that space because it's a choice it's a clear choice if you're exuding those kinds of emotions and thoughts then that's what you're going to attract back to you the universe is going to bring you more to reinforce that on the other hand if you're in those low frequencies like angler anger and disappointment and you know the world's treating like crap well the universe is just going to give you more to reinforce that bad people distrust um, you know, uh, uh, dishonesty, you know, all of those kinds of things. If you, if you look at the world through a mirror of, I don't trust anybody, trust me, the universe is going to send you all kinds of untrustworthy people. So, um, so the simple answer is, and what my books are all about is basically frequency management, managing your frequency so that you are in the higher realms and you're receiving things that are more in concert with where you want to spend your life financial success, uh, friendships, relationships, uh, kindness, compassion, support, health, all of those things. If you raise your frequency, you're going to experience way more of that than you are if you just stick around in the, and wallowing in victimhood and self-pity. So, so, so well said. I, I love the way that that's been uh, that's how I feel too. If you have, I always use the analogy with my clients or with people I work with, that if you wake up in the morning and you feel like you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you get in your car and you order McDonald's to get coffee and you notice you spill the coffee on yourself, reprogram the script in your head and say, it's just a spill, nothing to worry about. I'm going to have a beautiful day ahead of me and try to reprogram yourself. So you attract amazing things ahead rather than a continuation of what could be considered a, a negative day. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, I am not immune to, to, to these problems myself. Oh, I mean, sure, we yeah. all are. <laughs> so I know what I am having, uh, when I am having and ratcheting myself up into a, you know, a, 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 a scene, a, you know, an emotional, 
Um, if I, or, or just depression, you know, if I indulge myself in that, I know the next day is not going to be any fun. So I consciously think, all right, you're going to get yourself out of this. Go take a walk, go smell the roses. I have 300 roses around my house. Uh, go get in the sunshine, uh, go read a book, go to the movies, uh, go talk to somebody you care about, do it, any of those things. Or, you know, if you have pets, if you love like music, I mean, any of those things are going to raise your frequency shift. And then you're going to see a difference, but I know I'm responsible. And that's the mark of somebody who's consciously creating, you know, you are responsible for everything that you attract and experience in your life. And that if it's not, if it's not what you want, fix it. What was your favorite part of writing the art of conscious creation? When it was done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the most challenging part for me was there is a ton. There's one paragraph, one chapter that has a ton of the science that shows that our emotions and our thoughts actually impact physically other things in around the world, other people. Um, it, 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 the science shows that this is not, we are not contained within ourselves. Um, and it's not a physical reaction. It is, you know, what our thoughts and our emotions are impl- implanting everywhere else around us. So that chapter was really hard to research. But the rest of the book pretty much wrote itself. There's 25 guiding universal principles that said, follow these things and these will all raise your frequency. And that's the real simple answer. I mean, if you if you stay in concert with these elements, these guiding principles, then you're going to see a major shift. Um, and then the last part of the book was sitting down and writing these beautiful visualizations of the world in healed ways. Um, you know, health, hunger, you know, food, um, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 worlds, you know, nations and peoples getting along with each other. I mean, there's 17 different ones in different aspects. And I actually recorded them. And the book is now on Audible. Uh, The Art of Conscious Creation is now on Audible. But I actually pulled those out and I made CDs. And by the way, somebody wants a CD, they can reach out to me um, with all these 17 beautiful, actually, I think I, I made 20 for the CD, 20 beautiful um, visualizations that you could listen to and uh, you put them on your phone and, um, and just uh, live in a space of what this world could be because manifestation, that, that visualization, that's the vibration you're putting out. So create a vibration that contributes to a better world. In our unsettling times in the past year with the pandemic, I know we've all gone through a lot in terms of mindset shift and just working through things personally and and having to deal with this, the COVID virus. And I just want to ask you in terms of the things that you've experienced in your life, what did you take from the pandemic in terms for yourself with Hmm. the things you you regard most in? in, Well, the first thing that for me, most importantly, I was going to 30 conferences a year, marketing speakertunity. And it was exhausting and it was tiring and I'm older than I look. Thank you very much. Um, and so it was really wearing on my body. And um, the nice part about being home and being able to work from home was that I lost almost 40 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I, I, I still work incredibly hard. I'm trying to, you know, long hours. Um, but I do it now with a joy of being at home. 
I have a home that is my sanctuary. And that has been a good thing. The other thing is knowing that I can pivot. You know, we changed our, our, you know, instead of emphasizing we were going to launch our speaker to cities, regional directories. And at the time, who was going to buy a regional directory when there were no meetings going on? I mean, the world has changed back to, you know, virtual virtual meetings. And so um, we had to think, well, what, what can we do in, in, in lieu of that? And so that's when we shifted and really focused on the radio podcast tours, put an injected life into them. And we're going to have our best year ever this year. Um, and um, realize that since more people were sitting at home doing listening to radio shows and podcasts, this was a perfect time to promote <laughs> that. So, um, so that has really expanded. And then the other thing was it occurred to us that speaker tunity could be more than what we really had. And having the time to be at home and, and my home office and really being able to work with my team, we could expand it. And that's when we added so many of the new features at speaker tunity. You know, it just became a, a real um, uh, headquarters, or we're calling it the ultimate speaker's toolbox. Um, and doing that expansion, I never could have done all that had I been on the road and off the road and on the road and off the road. So to me, it's been a real blessing. On the other hand, I certainly have great empathy for those people who have lost people or who've oh, yeah. had really financially, you know, it's, it's not been an, un, an easy financial situation for us. I mean, I've got, mm. I've got 17, 16 people on my team. Um, and so I'm solely responsible for bringing in the money that's going to pay all those people. So thank you, God, for the U.S. government and, you know, the, their loans. That's been a big help. But it, it also made me, um, made me grateful, incredibly grateful for the support of everybody around me who was willing to be patient until we could get the engine going. So I'll ask you this. Someone in the audience right now, let's say someone by the name, fictitious name of Lisa is listening to us and she has a life dream of getting on podcasts and being her own speaker and presenter, but she's never written a book. She only has ideas and she's been kind of in a, in a, in a rut. What recommendation would you have for her to get out there and get noticed? Well, the first thing is I would get clear on what it is that she can offer. I mean, you really have to know what your mission and your message is. And once you know what your mission and your message is, then it's a matter of building the tools and the resources to get on these things, you know, um, you know, to make an offer, to get out and speak, to do podcasts. You, you know, you don't want to get on a podcast and just tell your story mm -hmm. because that's not enough. You need to, when you get on a podcast, you need to provide something, whether it's motivation, hope, and, a, a, you know, a solution, a product, a resource, a free item, something that's going to give that audience something that will enable them to move forward in their lives. You need to be the gate. You need to be the door opener for whoever is listening to you. You have to provide them a vision of where they can go. So get clear on your own vision. What is the product? What is the resource that you have to offer? You can't just say, well, I coach people. Well, who exactly do you coach? And you, you don't coach everybody. You coach a limited, very specific audience of people, whether it's, you know, um, middle-aged women that are transitioning from a corporate world into the, into the business world, or whether it's um, young people who are, uh, stuck at home trying to get out of their their parents' home and they're and they're trying to re rebuild their lives. Find your audience, find your tribe, and figure out what that tribe needs. And even ask around if you know what your tribe is. Say to them, 
What's giving you a hard time? What do you need help with? What, where, where are you going? And then listen for the answers. And, and some of those answers will come, should come to you intuitively if you get quiet and listen. And, um, but, you know, find out what it is that they need and then fashion it, create it. Put in a, a wonderful creative name to it and brand it. And now once you've got that, now you are golden to go everywhere. So that would be my recommendation. If you're in an elevator, one of these kind of questions, if you're in an elevator and the elevator gets stuck and you're in the, in, in the elevator with another person and they ask you, what's the most amazing thing that you've done in your life that no one knows? What would that be? That no one knows. I mean, you have a lot of amazing things one. already. I think being a sports writer was really pretty cool. Okay. I think it's having been a been a teacher, essentially. Having brought along so many young people who've been in my um worked for me, have been on my team, helped them grow, help them learn their skills that have helped them uh, become who they are, uh, invested my heart and soul into giving them the, the self-confidence and the wherewithal to be, to grow into really wonderful human beings. That to me is my, that's the gift that, um, that this lifetime has given me. Can you tell us a little about practice conscious creation in terms of what prompted you to create that book as compared as a sequel to, I guess, your first book or how they well, practical, practical conscious creation wasn't, I did not sit down to create. I was writing a newsletter from my conscious, my, my conscious creation clientele, people who'd come in and been interested in, in what I was doing. And so, um, I was writing these once, um, every other week, little tiny articles on how things just go about your daily life and raise your personal frequency, changing this thought, changing this behavior, uh, doing this while you're doing that. Um, one of my favorites is how to be positive with a negative energy spouse. Um, you know, the universe has, has my back. Um, it's not a mistake. It's not, um, you know, an accident. It's not a disaster. It's a universal redirect. It's all in changing your perspective. And so I wrote 70 of these little articles and then 70 little tiny tips. And I had a publisher say to me, you know, we think that might be a really good book. And so I said, I would love to turn this into a book. So I did and they published it. And so I was really thrilled. It became my second book. And that's the one that was the award winner. It's light, it's fun, it's not heavy. It's just got these 70 little articles and 70 little tips that are going to elevate your thinking and your emotions and make you feel happy and more creative and more consciously creative. So it just reorients your thinking about everything you do in life. Where do you see yourself going with speaker tunity and with conscious media relations going forward in the future, post-COVID and when the pandemic slows down and things reopen? Like, where do you see your focus going with that? Well, conscious media relations is just going to continue to grow. You know, we continue. I mean, the one thing about this pandemic period is that all those people who said, I'm one day going to write my book, they all did it. They had nothing else to do. 
So now they're all coming to the marketplace and we're having a fun time uh, taking care of it. So that's going to continue to grow. Speakertunity, I'm really excited about. We are not only launching Speakertunity cities, regional directories, we're launching the um, something called Speakertunity Specialties in June, which will give speakers an ability to buy the, uh, contacts for all the meetings, venues, and association in their niche, just in their special niche, all across North America or in uh, one of five major regions in, in, in U.S. and Canada. And so um, there are the speakers need a, a fast and easy way to get booked. And hey, you know, we're going to be it. So once we launch that in April, we really think there's going to be an explosion. We're going to continue growing Speakertunity with more assets, more resources, we're literally adding a product a month. And we believe that we're going to be the place, the clearinghouse where everybody comes if they need their speaker, speaker stuff. So we feel we're like on the cutting edge, just on the, on the, uh, you know, on the about to spring into a huge new level. And we're really excited about that. And I'm excited. I, I, you know, I brought in, uh, you know, a couple other team members so that they are doing some of the things that I was doing so that I can be free to create and really set up great partnerships with big organizations. And so, you know, I have big plans for where we're going, but even, but the other big plan I have for myself, as soon as this pandemic opens up to go away on an international vacation, I am ready to go. <laughs> I understand that. Understand hundred percent, hundred percent. Where do you, where do you see, um, your greatest challenge with expanding with speaker tunity going forward. Like what do you think is going to be one of the challenges in this post pandemic era that we're looking at? Just getting the word out to enough people to know about what we're doing because, you know, speakers, when they find out about it, they're really excited, but most of the time they just don't know about it. So it's getting in front of them in various different ways, whether it's speaking podcasts, webinars, um, you know, internet, uh, you know, advertising, uh, social media, uh, partnerships with other organizations, um, you know, joint venture partnerships, um, national organizations we'd like to tie up with who we'd, li we'd like them to be, you know, we want to be a favored um, a vendor for all of their, their members and, and things like that. I mean, there's just a lot of things that we're in the process of developing that hopefully will hit a tipping point and start taking off themselves as opposed to me having to, you know, constantly drive it. I was going to tell you, as you just said that, I'll just tell you this intuitively. I was picking up when you said social media, I could see a lot of expansion with social media with speaker tunity or social media for you going out forward in the next year or so. So that's one thing I'm picking up just to share with you. As you said that, you. I see a lot of growth in that area as one thing you're going to grow with. If you were to look back on the last 10 years of your life and you see the trends of the way things have been going, do you think the trends with the new age movement are going to continue into the 2020s? Or do you think there's going to be some changes in terms of what people are interested in wanting to know about? Because I know when you book people, you kind of get an idea of the pulse to produce these people to promote the speakers that come to you. Like, Do you think there will be a change in the type of ideas that people are going to look at as a market for speakers well, in the future? I think what's going to happen, I think what's already happening is that it won't be the new age anymore. It will be mainstream. much more of a way that a larger segment of our, of, our, of our society lives. These skills, these gifts, this attitude of oneness and peace and, uh, so, you know, celebrate your brother 
I mean, certainly we live in a very diverse world and there are some people that are never going to get that picture. But there is a very, very substantial growing number of people who are coming through the door, starting with meditation and stress release. And all of a sudden, this whole world is opening up to them. And what was at the one point, you know, the mystical is now the mainstream. And that's going to happen more and more and more and more. And I think we're going to see a shift. I think also when you see more women leaders, having a female vice president doesn't hurt. When you see more women at the helm, those in, those receptive, intuitive, female-oriented, you know, um, uh, skills and approach are going to start having a greater impact. Now, I'm a big believer in you know the you know both men and women and us being androgynous creatures, so that we get comfortable with both our feminine and, and masculine sides. <clears throat> but uh, I do believe that you know, a woman's, you know, we women are, are collaborators, men are hierarchical. And that is true for the language we speak. There's a wonderful book about, that's um, called by, by Deborah Tenement called um, uh, You Just Don't Understand. And it's all about how women communicate and men communicate <clears throat> and how we see the world. Um, and so women as collaborators and, and, and uh, team builders, mm-hmm with them rising to higher levels, you're going to see much more of this kind of an influence um, and the acceptance of intuitive skills and, you know, all these other kinds of things. Could could you imagine our world in diplomacy if women ran things? I know there's always been some story. I believe that personally. I think if we had more female leadership internationally and, and, and locally within our country that we wouldn't have as many conflicts and as many wars. And I think a lot of things would be negotiated and handled differently. I agree with you. 100%. And with the exception of Margaret Thatcher, most of the women politicians at the highest levels have been consensus builders. Which is what we need in this world. We need so much more consensus comparatively to everything else with solving our problems. Because like global warming, for example, if we had more consensus building on that, we wouldn't have so many problems. Yeah, exactly. In that. Uh, Looking at your career and you've you've done a lot of different things what would be your favorite thing that you would highlight on an epitaph for yourself that she followed god's breadcrumbs that she listened to um the 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 divine inspiration rather than what society said and she followed her path I love that. <laughs> Let me, I, I just want to know this, a couple more questions I have before we wind up our interview. If you were to look at everything that you've done in re- relation to promoting speakers and looking at different trends, do you think podcasting will continue to be one of the prominent areas of development for speakers to get promoted on, or do you think other media will take its place in the future? Well, you know, I, I don't have a crystal ball, <clears throat> so I don't know what's coming up. You know, I still love my iPod, but nobody else does. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and so you really can't tell where the technology is going to go. But I do believe that podcasting slash video casting, like we're doing right here, 
um, is only going to continue to increase. Um, we, there's over a million podcasts today. And that number is just going to continue to go up because now there's a podcast for just about anything. <sighs> and while you have big swaths of certain topics, there are lots of niche ones too that are just getting started. So I think that Yes, I don't. I, I do not see any lessening in this now. Whether it goes to new technologies and becomes, uh, you know, <clears throat> more expanded, um, that may very well be the case. But I do think that this medium is one that's here to stay for at least ten years. We mentioned uh, different healing modalities earlier, and I want to ask you. Like for me, I, I meditate a lot. I also meditate with crystals, like rose quartz, and I, I believe in the frequency of different stones. And I want to ask you, what's your what's one of your favorite healing modalities that you turn to when you have quiet moments? And I know you don't have many quiet moments, but when you do have a quiet moment, and why? Oh well, I love um, I love both just being in nature. That to me is the most. I have a beautiful backyard with running water. Fountains uh, and just hearing that water calms me down and brings me to a place of peace. And so, sitting in a in a sunlit backyard or in the forest or somewhere, being in nature is my single most therapeutic form of meditation. In that sense, uh, for me, also, I think you know, we were just chatting before the we got on here. I also am. A, I, I, at one point, I was the leading seller of mineral spheres and natural mineral marbles in the world. And so I have a collection of a thousand mineral spheres. And so for me, I love to do a little tour of my, my collection. And, you know, while I don't feel energy like the young man that, that's been with me for 16 years is my right hand, he can feel the energy. I don't feel the energy, but I know that it's influenced my life. I know that it's here and opened me up and uh, helps me. Uh, uh, live a life that is somehow contributory to the world. So I find that gemstones help me get balanced. It's like having your cup of Joe, cup, cup of coffee. But for me, it's, 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 uh, I'm sensitive to the energy. So I love having the crystals around me, like my rose quartz or the sphere behind me that you see that's rose quartz and those kinds of things. I just love having those opportunities of understanding gemstones. So that's great that you have that history. If you were a spirit animal, and I ask this regularly on my show, so I'm just curious. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I'll go first to give you an example. I always say owl because I have two parrots. I love birds, but I also look at wisdom as something I, I quest for as an attorney and as an intuitive psychic medium. And I believe looking at things from like the 180 above everything, just seeing it all, taking it all in the gestalt. So that's why I like consider my spirit animal the owl. Well... I wouldn't have said this, but I would. But I, it's coming to me that I would that I should say eagle. That I do fly high. That I have a big vision. And that I can spread my wings and and protect others. <clears throat> that's that's what I I see in myself. That's beautiful. And it sounds like you've been doing that through everything. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to thank you for coming on before I end the show or interview. I just want to make sure if our audience wants to contact you and I know you have three websites, uh, I was going to see if you could just, re, you know, share your contact information with us so that our audience knows where to get a hold of you. Cause I know you have a lot of information that could benefit a lot of people. So the best place to reach me is Jackie at speakertunity.com. That's easy. If you want to contact me directly. <clears throat> now, if you want to, 
explore some of the things that we've just been talking about, um, you can go to consciousmediarelations.com. You can go to speakertunity.com. And you can go to JackieLappin.com. JackieLappin.com is where the books and conscious creation stuff is. Speakertunity is where all the speaker and leader resources are. And Conscious Media Relations is where you'll find more information about our radio podcast tours. Great. Jackie, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's so exciting to, to have this interview today to offer this to our audience. And I know that you have amazing things coming up and continuing to occur. And I always would love to have you come back on with an open platform. Should you have news that you want to share with our audience, I'd love to have you as a part and you're always welcome to come back. Well, thank you, sweetheart. And I want to make an extend, extend an, an invitation to your community as well. We have a Facebook great group. It's called Changemaker Collaboration Circle. And so if anybody wants to come and join that, just come over to Facebook and click on to Changemaker Collaboration Circle, and we would embrace you. It's an opportunity for you to promote whatever it is that you're doing if you're a change maker in the world. We want to give you that space to do that. I will put that as part of our program notes, and I'll promote it on our social media so that our audience can benefit from that. I love offering resources to our audience, and that's why I wanted to have you on today and just really share your notable individual experiences so that our audience could learn from what you have to offer. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> it's been a joy. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. I just want to thank Jackie for coming on the show today. Having notable individuals that have so much to offer our audience, I think is so important in these times that we are living in at this moment. Speakertunity is definitely something to check out. Uh, Jackie's information is, is provided in, this, in the show notes. And I just want everyone to pay attention to the, the importance of what Jackie and I talked about today, which is utilizing your experiences. And if you have a dream and you have a goal, make that happen, manifest it, put it into action. And there are resources out there more than we can imagine that are at our fingertips in our digital age. So definitely check out Jackie's information, speakertunity.com, consciousmediarelations.com, and jackielappin.com. And I will promote the Changemaker Collaboration Circle on Facebook. And uh, until next time, I appreciate you coming uh, coming into the show and, and, and I appreciate our audience tuning into this information. And I, I think it's gonna be great to learn how to get booked, get leads and strategies with Speakertunity and looking at the practical aspects of the art of conscious creation, as well as understanding Jackie's background and history and what she's made. Uh, it's just such a great story to share with each of you. Thank you for tuning in until next time. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind. Embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.
Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid.